It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. So what would Rosa Parks think about this? The Alabama abortion ban has led to a number of states passing legislation restricting the ability to get an abortion. Why didn't anyone see this coming? But first... Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. 547-1610, bottom line, hour number two underway. Rob Francis said Dawson. You can also get involved via email at 610kona.com. Um, you know, as we see the 2020 uh, season unfold politically, we're seeing town halls all over TV. And you know what else we're seeing? Uh, Them really not mattering. Oh. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because Joe Biden, in May of 2019, after getting into the race less than a month ago, has pretty much put a stranglehold on it already. I, I agree. Um, however, during this period, political season you only have to go back four years not even four years a couple of years when it was hillary and bernie and that was it well that was it right but But, and martin o'malley for a month or two yeah right but but it was the two of them and bernie looked to be gaining ground and all this stuff and you know we know other forces were at work there uh you know, to make sure that he didn't get it. But my point is that things can change. Um, They haven't yet, and there's no indication that they will anytime soon. But we also have a little bit of time here uh, before things really get interesting. Um, the, the, uh, the, The mayor of South Bend, Indiana, had a, uh, a town hall on Fox right. over the weekend. And drew over a million people. Yeah. And he he was very well received as being a Democratic candidate for president. He was very well received on Fox. And there. So I don't know what that means necessarily. It gives him a short uh, you know, short term bump. You know what it means? It means that he's got one third of Joe Biden's. Numbers. Okay. One third. Okay. But if, if if conservatives start thinking about him, I don't know what that means. Conservatives aren't going to start thinking about him. Fox right. is doing it to get ratings. Fair enough. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Jerry and Kennewick. Uh, this uh, Biden thing is all overblown, in my opinion. He only had 2,000 people show up for his inauguration speech to be a candidate. Camilla Harris had 22,000. All it is is the left-wing press pushing him on us. Well, and you know, you know what? That's that's that that could very well be. I I I can't disagree with that. The left-wing press pushed Hillary Clinton on you four years ago. That's right. She won the nomination. That uh, true. That's that's true. But here's the other thing to keep in mind too. 
you look at 22 people, 23 people yeah. that are in 23 people, okay? If you're Bill de Blasio, maybe this is a bad example because Bill de Blasio truly is Bill oblivious. <laughs> but if you see you're the guy from Montana, Bullock. Bullock, okay? yeah. And, and, and somebody's sitting there and they say to you, you know, you know something, Governor Bullock, there's 21 people that have put their name in the hand for the Democratic nomination. 21 people. Pretty much all of them are better known than you are. Well, maybe except for that Andrew Yang guy, but the pretty much rest of them are known more than you are. We think it's a fantastic idea if you throw your name into the race and jump right on in there, because after all, the governor of the state of Washington's pulling at zero. You can't do any worse. If, if, if I'm Governor Bullock, I'm asking for my money back from the consultant that I hired because he gave me crappy advice. Well, there's a few of them that probably should get their money back. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Sharon from Pasco. And what's on your well, mind today? Well, I would like to. I would like to hope that Fox has been interviewing some of the Democratic candidates to seem more fair. Because Fox is, is conservative, you've got, you know, Mark Levin, you've got Hannity, you've got all of those guys, very strong conservative, very Republican, and they complain about CNN and MS, MSNBC and CBS and all of that as being very left-wing. Could Fox potentially be trying to um, be more neutral and, and, and allowing for us as viewers to listen to what is possibly, you know, what their the candidate's agenda is and make up our own mind. I, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head and appreciate the call. Here's here's the distinction. Um, because what the the Fox programming element, the 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 opinion based programming, the 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 Hannity, the uh, Tucker Carlson, all those obviously very conservative, very right, right of center. Their news product, however, if you really look at it, is pretty close to center. And this was not, this was not a, he, he was not appearing on Tucker Carlson. Okay, right. he was appearing before Chris Wallace, who is, by many estimations. A very solid journalist, okay? And so he was looking at it from a news angle point of view. That's the difference. On the other networks, however, the line between news and opinion-based entertainment programming is much more blurred, much more blurred. And it is blurred to some degree on Fox. And I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Fox guy. You know, I'm not a big proponent of Fox. But, again, stepping back and looking at it, it's it is their news product is more what you would call fair than the others. There are two things that I I, could, I, could, I feel comfortable saying why they are doing what they're doing. One is they're going to ask them questions that CNN and MSNBC is not going to ask them. True. Okay, that's one thing. They're gonna they're they're going to especially certain candidates. They're going to ask them things that you would not hear 
uh, anybody on CS, CNN or MSNBC ask because they are a tougher question. They are against the ideology question. The other reason why is because if Fox does the same thing that their competition does, their listeners will not be exposed to what these people are thinking, what their platforms are, what their agendas are. To Sharon's point, are they bringing these people on to seem more fair? I don't know if it's a change in the construct. I think they're bringing them on so that the Fox viewer and the conservative-leaning voter hears what the agenda of all these individuals are. There's something to that, So, So they are, they are educating their own viewer and their own listener on what the opposition and what those that are running for the Democratic nomination are running on. But the difference is, though, Rob, that in, in this weekend's case, when they brought him on in the, in the town hall setting, it was done by a news person. Right. Look, Jay Inslee has been on Tucker Carlson, and the whole point was to expose his buffoonery. You're right. But it wasn't. The, but I don't the think. Other that, town I don't think it was so much the town halls set up to do that. No, the, but the reason the other town halls have been hosted by Brett Baer and Martha McCallum again, two people from the news department. Yes, they're news people. Yes, they're the only ones doing these town halls. That's right. Sean Hannity's not moderating no. them. Tucker Carlson's mm-hmm. not moderating them. It's only the people in the news department that are moderating them, which is why I go back to again the questions that are being asked are questions that are raised during their programming. Asked of these candidates that wouldn't be asked on other news on other outlets, and they're doing it to educate their viewers on the candidates that are out there so that they know and they're aware. Whereas on the other side, I mean, if the DNC had their way, none of these people would be going on there because, one, they don't want conservative voters to know what they're planning and what they're thinking and what they really want to do. Going to take a time out. This portion of the hour brought to you by Perfection Tire with four Tri-Cities locations to serve you. 547-1610 if you'd like to get involved with the show. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline. 509-547-1610. You can also email the program by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Got an email from Jim. Don't buy the Biden hype. Left-wing media will destroy him in the primaries because he's an old white perv. While he has the most general name recognition, he has too many establishment traits from the most vocal and extreme of the left. Beating Trump matters to the establishment Democrats, but not to the vocal Democratic extremist activists. Which, again, comes back to the original question. What does this say about the state of the Democratic Party? Yeah, I mean... It's our poll question. Yeah. Okay? It is our poll question. Um, Joe Biden seems to be running away with a 2020 Democratic nomination as his lead over Bernie Sanders stretches. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for Dems going into 2020 if the nomination process wraps up sooner than later? Um guess it depends on who you ask. I mean, because it's all about supporting the candidate that you want, and there's but, a couple dozen candidates that are on the board. But Jim's email 
puts it completely and totally in perspective. Yes. Okay. The fringe wing of the party hates Biden. They right. love Bernie, who, by the way, is another old white man. Makes sense out of that for me. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at all these people that dove in, their numbers have only gotten lower. They haven't risen up in the face of Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is still single percent. Cory Booker, non-existent. Elizabeth Warren, single digits. Pete Buttigieg, single digits. The only one that's in double digits, Bernie Sanders. Jay Inslee, zero. Yeah. Everybody else, zero. And did you hear or see over the weekend, I believe, or end of last week, this new uh, videotape that surfaced of uh, Bernie Sanders and his wife who spent a honeymoon in the Soviet Union in 1988. And... Why is this being released now? Well, because the establishment is trying to knock him down, and he's too close to Biden in, Bert, the, in, the, in the polls. Bernie's had plenty of videos come out over the course of the last six weeks with him talking about how great Cuba was yeah. and how bread lines are awesome because then, you know, you at least you're waiting in line to get some uh-huh. bread. Um, the Soviet Union was wonderful, and socialism isn't that bad. And, you know, I mean— Bernie's had enough out there, but see, the thing is, is these videotapes aren't going to scare away his base. His base wants socialism. That's right, but he's he proved that the last time around when he was going up against Hillary that his base is not enough to get him the nomination. He oh, yeah. Need, he, his base is solid, but he needs a little bit more. And so that's why I, you know, I'm sure... I, I'm I'm not sure, but I'm fairly positive that these videotapes are quote unquote leaked from within the Democratic Party who is trying to do damage to him because they want to clear a path for Joe Biden. Just like they, you know, they sabotaged Bernie, you know, to clear a path for Clinton because Bernie was getting too close. Just like Bernie's statistically too close to Biden in the polls. In twenty sixteen you had 17 people jump into the Republican primary race. Yes. Okay. Of that 17, you had it you had a four-person race for the la- up to the last 6 months. You had a three-person race down to the last 3 months. It was pretty hard fought, pretty nip and tuck between three people. For the ride. You're in May. You're 18 months before the election. And you've already got it to one guy. Even in 2016, the battle came down to the convention with Hillary and Bernie. Right. And they were the only two real horses in the race in the beginning. But you've got 22, 23 people that have gotten into this race, and it's over already? Maybe I'm stretching a bit. I think it's really a two-horse race. I I think Sanders is a clear number two, but after after Biden and Sanders, the drop-off is tremendous. Because here's what you have. You have got 
a plethora of identity politics. Yeah. And that yeah. resonates. One issue candidates or two issue candidates. And it resonates with 25% of the party. Right. Look, the majority of Democrats, the reason why Joe Biden is where he is is because they look at him as being the only one that can represent them. Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, they don't represent the majority of Democrats, especially in the Midwest. Sure. They're not representing, they're representing the fringe. And here's the fringe. And this is why everybody thinks that the fringe portion of the Democratic Party is actually the Democratic Party. Because between New York and California, they're yelling at each other across the rest of the country. They're the loudest portion of it. So everybody immediately associates that that's it. Yeah. There are plenty of Dems that are out there going, please, 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 please. We need to reset our base. I was just reading an article today uh, about a woman who is Democrat, and she's pro-life. And she says the Pramila Jayapals of the world that are telling people that are pro-life Democrats to get out of the party, you're ruining the party. Yeah. And what's interesting is we've seen this discourse on the Republican side where – Yeah, it's out in public, but there is, you know, there's differences within the party. And the GOP tends to almost embrace it. Uh, They probably don't like it all the time, but they at least embrace it. The Dems, traditionally in recent history, have don't like that. They want to make sure everybody's following the same script. Oh, they want to step for philosophy. That's right. You you want to be in lockstep with with you know, this going on. So you you are finding, you are starting to see, just like the woman you mentioned, that there is a pro-life Democrat out there. There's actually one. <laughs> Who would have thought? And Apparently there's a lot of them. I, I, I'm being facetious. Yeah. Now, you ask anybody at the DNC headquarters, no, there's nobody like that out there. That's, you know, that's ridiculous. All the Democrats care about are climate change and, and uh, different things that uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren and Bernie are are, are feeding everybody, right? This the the socialism part. They they want to control every every part of it. So, to me, a woman like that shows a crack in the party more so than than there being a couple dozen candidates, because the couple dozen candidates. Are are all they're they're like sub candidates. They're 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 all representing one facet of what the party seems to be standing for. But very few of them, maybe Joe Biden is the only one who seems to embrace a little bit of all of them, and that's why he's number one in the polls. And Joe's the one that they feel they could support a lot of them. Whereas the rest, well, there's little, a lo- little too little too fringe. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, he's comfortable. You know, he's a comfortable candidate. He's been in the White House. You know what I mean? Creepy he's, Joe is well, Gropey yeah, Joe. Right. Well, to the Dems, Uncle Gropey. The other ones we don't have the history on like we do with Joe. It's our poll question at bottom line six ten at six ten K O N A Radio. I didn't mean we. Make sure you uh, <laughs> head to the Twitter page. Take part in today's question. Back with more of the bottom line after this.
can't get in by phone, give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line, presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 You want to get involved via email as well at 610kona.com. Rob and Ed hanging with you. And, you know, we've still got few houses left there on the market, still got people buying and selling, still have people that are wondering what they should do. Mm-hmm. Is it still right for me to turn around and jump into this market? Well, if you're looking for answers to your questions, contact Jennifer Mons with Windermere Group One Realty, jennifermons.com. Jennifer's been through the process tons of times, comes from a family of realtors, knows the ins and outs, can answer the questions, can make the transition smooth for you, whether you're buying, whether you're selling, whether you're doing both at one time. You know, some people buy as they build. Some people already have something that they've bought, and then now they're looking to sell their house. Whatever the option is that you're looking at, Jennifer can help you. JenniferMons.com. If you're looking for a house in South of Richland, definitely check out her website. She's got a beautiful house listed on her website right now, JenniferMons.com. So let her take care of the heavy lifting. You take care of the small stuff. She'll take care of the big stuff, guaranteed. Um, Over the weekend, we saw even more legislation passing. We're hearing about more, even more legislation passing. Not necessarily completely following the lead of Alabama's abortion bill, but more along the lines of the heartbeat bills. Okay, Louisiana's mm-hmm. governor signed a bill after saying initially that they wouldn't. Okay, Democratic governor, I believe, in Louisiana, too. But initially said they wouldn't sign the bill, signed the bill. Um, you've got Kentucky, you've got Georgia, you've got a couple of these. And is it me, or did this push to really, really, really clamp down on the abortion restrictions and, and everything? Did this come out of left field? Because for the last five or ten years, while abortion has still been a part of the GOP platform, it seemed that it kind of moved. It, it didn't have the same focus that was on it in the in the eighties and even into the early nineties. That it had kind of it kind of pushed itself back a little bit, and then all of a sudden, here we are with states passing some of the most restrictive abortion laws since Roe versus Wade was passed. Bingo. The reason I feel this is going on right now, and with that focus on the GOP side is the current makeup of the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, it has not had uh, this much of a right-leaning court. I don't even know how long it's been. It's been a long time. So the the Republicans, the conservatives in those conservative states are striking while the iron's hot to purposely do this to force a lawsuit against them to force the courts to look at this and to ultimately, I believe, force it to the U.S. Supreme Court that they feel will rule in their favor given the current makeup of the court. 
is thus Al- changing Roe versus Wade. True. And now, is the Alabama bill going to go there? Absolutely it is, because it outright bans it. Yes. It's the first one that absolutely 100% goes against federal law in, every, in, in the aspect mm-hmm. of we're not going to allow it in the state. The heartbeat bills, the ones that are six weeks in, you know, is it practically a ban? Practically. Yeah, and if Alabama... But is it an outright ban? No. If if Alabama had not done this, maybe another state would have, uh, again, to force the issue. But with Alabama doing that, I think everybody is now going to wait for the process to play out and that the Supreme Court takes it on. But that's why I wonder in the aspect, did Alabama go too far, whereas some of these other states have gone well, to a point where they haven't completely banned it, but enough to where they could get it in front of the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court would say, six weeks is plenty of time. So if you could hear a heartbeat, yeah, okay, we agree with that. Going against what is currently federal law normally doesn't work out in the best interest of the state. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Jeremy from Prosser. Hi, Jeremy. What's up? Well, uh, Rob, like you just said, it goes against federal law, but we don't seem to care about federal law lately. I mean, marijuana is federally illegal, but you can buy it here in the state of Washington. No, I hear you, Jeremy, but here's here's the other thing there, too. All right, let me throw this out. Bob Ferguson is not a dumb man. Whether you like the sitting attorney general or not, he's not a dumb man. No, he's very calculated. There's a reason why he said, that if a county didn't want to enforce 502, he wasn't going to force them. And that's because it is federally illegal. Mm-hmm. And because if someone did want to turn around and challenge the fact that they didn't want to sell it recreationally, they know that a voter-passed initiative is not going to stand up against federal law. And to be honest with you, I've been surprised that some people have not taken that tact. Yeah. That I, people, I agree. That, that people in certain areas have not taken that exact tact and said, wait a second, this is federally illegal. We're taking this to court. Yeah. And that it hasn't been, it hasn't gone down that road yet. Um, because simply enough, state law does not supersede federal law. And Bob Ferguson is not going to not going to sit there and waste a bunch of money on lawsuits that he's not going to win. Ferguson's all about winning court battles, not losing them. That's right. He's very proud of his record against Trump anyway, against the federal government. Very proud of his record. 547-1610-509-547-1610 if you'd like to join the conversation. By the way, keep in mind, Yakima County had recreational marijuana shops operating. Yes. Yakima County went around and said, you're all shutting down. Yep. You're all shutting down by this point in time. Who's coming after us? Nobody. Nope. Why? Federally illegal. Schedule one classified drug. That's right. And the LCB can turn around and say what they want. The LCB is not federal government. No. the And frankly, the LCB is the whole point was... And they changed their name for crying out loud after the passage of yep. 502 because they needed 
a state agency to oversee those that wanted to do this because it passed at the state level. They haven't said you should or shouldn't, but they they needed to hurry up and get some laws. Oh yeah, you know, and and provisions and procedures in place to to apply for a a, a license and you know manufacturing, growing and selling. They I mean they had to at least they they created the laws in in essence to accommodate 502. And look, the federal government, even though the Cohen Memorandum has been rescinded, the federal government has not yet decided what, if anything, they're going to do with those states that have recreationally legalized it. But the spate and the and the pace has slowed down since Trump has gotten into office. Whereas they were going at a pretty good clip while Obama, yep. Obama was in there because he said, do what you want. The government's not going to do anything. Well, the rescinding of the Cone Memorandum throws up a flag that you know, the federal government could step in at any point in time and crack down on these states that have legalized it, yeah. saying, well, you, you, you can't. We're going to step in now, and, and now this is done. Yeah, and it could still very well happen. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, this is Washington, <laughs> and Washington is a Greek state, so that's why no waves have been made in the state of Washington against the federal government. Or well, it actually, it, it actually costs money too, and nobody has actually raised the the amount of money that it needs to actually take on that type of journey because it's not going to be a cheap one that's number one number two you have to find an attorney that wants to take it on and there are some attorneys out there that don't want to fight this fight so it's got nothing to do with the state necessarily it's got nothing to do with um whether it's a green state or whatever it happens to be it's got to do with the cash flow and finding somebody that's willing to fight that battle and put everything else they're doing on the side for however long it takes to wage that battle. All you have to do, appreciate the call, thank you very much. All you have to do is look at the Tri-City metro area. Benton County versus Franklin County. Franklin County said, nope, not here. Benton County is like, we could use some tax money, and we'll do this, that, and the other thing. So it's not a and state then claim, issue. And they claim plausible deniability, right? Of course, yeah. But the it's not a it's not a state only issue because we have we have a handful of counties that are cool with it and have set it up, and we have a, a number of counties that aren't cool with it and, and, and have and have bans or and or moratoria in place, and it's not. I mean. And have Again. Them, and by the way, the ones that have, the ones that have put the bans in place haven't lost a lawsuit. No, they haven't. No, because they know it's ultimately if it goes far enough, all you have to do is argue it's not legal federally. Let's take a time out. Five four seven one six ten is the number. This portion of the hour is brought to you by Ben Franklin Transit, connecting our communities. You could visit them at bft.org. If you would like to be a part of the program, simple. Just give us a call, 547-1610. Or email us, going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page, send us your question or your comment. You can also take part in our poll question on Twitter. Joe Biden seems to be running away with the 2020 Democratic nomination. 
This lead over Bernie Sanders stretches. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for Dems going into the 2020 process that this is happening? Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610, KONA. This hour also brought to you in part by the Kitchen Creators at Bunch Finnegan, making your dream kitchen come true. They're located at 9 East Columbia Drive. In Kennewick. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. A few more minutes left in the program. Still time for you to get on board with us. You know, the one thing that's a, that's a, a little bit troubling to me is this debate is being used and, and vice versa with the border debate. And I'll explain what I mean, because they're completely different entities and can't really be linked in any way, shape or form. You have people on the left that are saying that Republicans slash conservatives don't care about what's happening with children at the border because they're not embryos. And you have people on the right that are saying, how can you say you care about children when you'll suck the brains out of a fetus they're, they're not they're not even associable and and no. you you can't you can't take something that is a completely different entity and try and fuse it into something else they're two totally different arguments and one group's identification of morality and ethics in one situation can't be carbon copied onto the others, no matter how hard you want to try. Yeah, but that's that's the game that politicians play on both sides. Currently, it's being done by the Dems. Well, it's politicians and, and ignorant zealots, let's be honest. Well, that's that's my point, is that if you if you combine and compartmentalize, it's easier for the public to digest not all the public, those that are of a certain IQ can separate those two. Those that aren't, that, again, are ruled by their heart and emotions and not so much their head, are all like, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's all, it's all bad, all bad. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. You know, and even so, it's, it's not a it, – it's also not a – it's not a religious argument either because and I'm, I'm speaking about the, the the abortion aspect of it it's not even a religious argument because I lost track of how many people that I knew that were Catholics or said they were Catholics that were pro-abortion you, you, you kind of can't be if you think about it, or you're not supposed to be, yeah, I mean it's you know the, the the sanctity of human life. Now, the same argument, you're also not supposed to be pro death penalty either. But it's it's not even something with with the with the abortion argument that you can say is strictly a religious based argument anymore. 
It's not. There are plenty that are pro-choice as well as pro-life that are that are you're seeing in religious circles. So the argument comes down to where you think your compass is and how you feel about it, because the pigeonholing of the groups is 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 about done. You know, as we talked about earlier, there's a woman who wrote an article saying the Pramila Jayapals of the world and the progressive left of the Democratic Party are ruining the party because they're taking pro-life Democrats and they're telling them that if you're not in favor of abortion, you need to leave the party. So then where are they going to go? Well, they're going to either declare themselves as independents and start voting right-leaning, or they're going to try and get past being thrown out of their own party, register as independent, and try and continue to still vote Democrat except for the fact that you're being told by the party you supported for all these years that you're no longer welcome. There's a third option. You become disenfranchised and you don't vote, period. Which doesn't help the party. No, it doesn't. just threw you out. No, it doesn't. Nor does it help. I mean, it doesn't help anybody, really, because then you've got more disengaged voters, which is part of the problem now. But it's also it may also be part of the plan. Whose plan? The Democrats are trying to disenfranchise their their... general. The more people you disenfranchise, the less people that are involved in the process. Okay. The more that you get your your regurgitators to just spit back what you give them. Right. So they're banking on the fact that more of their followers will just throw up their hands and say, forget, you know, to heck with all of this. As the opposed to yes. jumping ship. Look, both 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 parties love their Stepford base. Of course they they, do. they they love their Stepford base. The one that's just gonna walk in line and, and do whatever they say that they, they want them to do. Yeah, that's the easy part. When it comes down to those that don't completely and totally fall in line, there there's 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 conflicts there. And, and again, I go back to the point that, you know, she called out Pramila Jayapal, point blank, called her out. Yeah. And said, you're ruining the party. <laughs> and I, I others, find it interesting that it was somebody from the Midwest of all places, wasn't it? The and Midwest? a woman. Yeah. Well, no, but geographically, you know, it wasn't somebody from, it wasn't a, a Republican from Washington State. No, it was a Democrat from the Midwest. Yeah. That, to me, is more telling. A Democratic female from the Midwest said, you're killing the party because you're not giving us a place to stay. You're not finding a place for us to be. You're wanting to push us out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's awfully interesting. And it's not just the abortion issue. There are many of issues yeah. that are like this within the Democratic Party right but, now. But what, I, what, I, what, what you're finding is more interesting is that as you're seeing these people being pushed out, it was the Republican Party that had the reputation of being the rigid, non-conforming, non-moving, non-opening party. And yet, what are you beginning to see? You're beginning to see the development of a social conscience in the Republican Party to where these people may actually wind up finding a home. That's all for the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Don't go anywhere. We have all your news, weather, and traffic on the Afternoon Report. 